Welcome to episode two of the Free Game Podcast, brought to you by The Northway. Be sure to follow The Northway on Instagram. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Lastly, shout out to our sponsors at PX Therapy, Percussion Massage Redefined. For 40% off of your next purchase, enter the code KAYONMARES, K-A-Y-O-N-M-A-Y-E-R-S. And now, for episode two, featuring a three-time BioSteel All-Star and Toledo All-Freshman Team member, Keyshawn Saunders. Okay, so how is this like, how has like the pandemic changed your perspective on things? Has it like made you want to like maximize your time more? Or are you like spending more time with family? Like in terms of like just in general? Life, basketball, how's, how's, how's it changed your perspective? Uh, I mean, basketball wise, I think, I think everybody took, took it for granted, to be honest, like in terms of like just simply going on and be able to play for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think just not having that, just not having like, not being able to like watch it on, on TV, like, you know, or go to the park and hoop and stuff like that. I think that really took more of a toll on me and everybody else than like we all thought that it would. Mm-hmm. I think we thought that it would just be something that would blow over in a matter of time. I think outside of basketball though, I think I was just allowed to get in touch with like a lot of my other habits. I mean, a lot of my other hobbies and stuff like that. Uh, just to explore myself more than just being a basketball player. And I think that's, like, real important for, like, guys around my age. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, growing up, all of us, we didn't do nothing else but hoop. Like, we, mm-hmm. didn't, we didn't focus on nothing else. We didn't focus on, like, no finances or, or anything like that, like, anything else important in terms of, like, becoming a man and stuff. So I think this time off, you know, just giving me a good, like, perspective on how to, like, conduct myself, like, as a man outside of basketball when that's over with. And I, I honestly, that's dope because like, I know for myself, like speaking personally, I didn't, I didn't think about this early. Like, yo, what's life like after basketball? Like what's important, what I want to do. So it's like, it's so good to see guys your age looking into things um, other than basketball, because like, it's, it's kind of crazy because people in society will look at you like, okay, yo, if you're not fully focused on basketball, yo, you're not going to make it. But if you're fully focused on fast basketball, then you're just considered a dumb athlete. So yeah. it's like a lose lose almost for real. Yeah. And and I think that's the dope part about it. Like you got guys like CJ McCollum like talking about investing your money. You got guys like LeBron like talking yeah. about branding and all that stuff. So like I know you're like into music and like before that might have been a knock on somebody, but like when you see guys like Damian Lillard do the music and the basketball on a high level, like skies. Yeah. So like where are you like with your your music career? Is that something you're still into or is it just uh, it's definitely something that I'm still into. Um, like I have, I don't have like full songs yet, but like I, I go to the studio and just, just to like play around with it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I've tapped into it the way that I think I should just mm-hmm. cause, um, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm still insecure. Like, I feel like I want to just like be nice with it. Like have the same confidence yeah. that I have with like basketball before I really like try to like blow with it or whatever. But just like now it's always been like a passion of mine so it's more of just to like pass time and just do it for the love of doing it more than trying to like get any benefits from it for real i really respect that because um in anything you gotta pay your dues like even damian lillard said like when he first started rapping like he he took the same steps as a regular rapper would take he didn't say okay i'm in the nba or i have this platform i'm just gonna do this but it's like it's good that you're saying that to have that approach 
Um, so, yo, let's go back, like, to the beginning. Obviously, like, I've known you for a long time, you know, playing with my brother. And just seeing, like, where you came from now is, like, a, an amazing transformation. So, like, growing up, when did you know, like, okay, yo, I want to lock in and I w- really want to make the most of this basketball thing? And, and, and how did your dad play a role in helping you get there? Um, honestly, yo, I don't ever, I don't ever, like, really remember, like, just playing basketball, like, for the fun of it. For real, like it was always a passion, but the end goal was always like, yo, if I do this, 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 and this, then like I'll get to the league or I'll get a scholarship. Like it was never just, uh, you know, like I'm my friends are doing it, so I'm gonna do it, or just like because it's fun or because everybody else is doing it. It was always like something that like was a big investment for me, and I think my dad played a role in that because he saw that I had a passion for it, and obviously it was fun and stuff, but he pushed me to like do what others weren't doing, especially at a young age in terms mm-hmm. of like working out and getting shots up and working on my body and stuff like that. I think that's what really separated me from a young age. I, Cause realistically, I feel like I was separated from like a long time from when I started mm-hmm. playing. So I think he, he played a big role in that just in terms of, you know, making sure that I had like at least decent work habits and, you know, just being consistent in terms of playing basketball alone, whether it's working out or, playing picked up or whatever I was just always around basketball yo and honestly I it's it's like it's funny now because like a lot of kids like they don't understand like what what it takes to make it and I see like a lot of kids they do it for like the name they do it for the clout um mm-hmm. but like guys like you who've been locking in since kids and the, and the gap is just going like this and it's just like yo you've really got to have one like it's, it's your environment you got to have obviously you gotta have to drive yourself and then you got to have the the support of your parents and, you know, be in the right, in the right situation. So um, obviously I've seen like a lot of guys make it and the formula is pretty much the same. Um, Nick, Nick Stelsk is like, he's obviously passionate about basketball and his parents were a big role. Um, Looking at guys like Tyler, as like Andrew Wiggins, like anyone who made it. So like talk about how your parents helped you um, get to this point and like, I, just from a distance, seeing like how invested they are in you, how how much they care is like it's amazing. So like, talk about how how they help you get here. I think just that you know, like just having somebody that like supports you is like I think that goes way longer than people really talk about. Cause uh, like bro, the basketball like the journey itself, bro, it can get so lonely sometimes, and like you can feel all this self doubt, and you know, like you start to second guess yourself. So mm-hmm. I think that just having my parents there supportive uh, and, you know, giving me like words of encouragement or just, you know, just anything to uplift my spirit. I think that's mm-hmm. what played like an extremely important role. And then obviously like my parents being my parents, anybody who knows my parents knows that they'll like, if, if some costs a thousand dollars or $2,000 for me to get to, for me to work on, like they'll, fi- yeah. they'll find a way to do it. So I think that's also like a big factor in like what got me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm most appreciative of other than like the financial part of it is just the fact that they show that they genuinely care. Like, mm-hmm. bro, that is so undervalued because um, a lot of parents don't understand like the emotional and mental side behind mm-hmm. sports. They're just mm-hmm. like, Oh, just keep going. And, and some of them may not be able to support their kid in that way. And they don't understand how crucial it is. Um, so what went into um, going to Orangeville Prep and, like, how was it 
being there and playing against like some of the best kids in Canada? Uh, my first year, my first year was like, I was on, I don't know, I was like, I was like in the backseat of my first year because I had like Thon, Jamal, I had Jalen Poyser, Josiah, like it was a lot of heads on that team. So me being like 15, 14 at the time was just for me to just sit back and grasp the experience. And mm-hmm. at that time, I really wasn't even mad. Like I was just enjoying the fact to be there because I knew that it was so many other people that were my age or just in high school in general that wanted to be in my position. So I think just to go out there and take trips just to see like Malik Newman, Dennis Smith, mm-hmm. all those types of guys, high caliber guys was just a blessing for me to see with my own two eyes, like in first person. And then uh, I think that situation also helped me like with my work habits and seeing how committed you have to be to get to the next level, just taking things from Jamal and taking things from Don and seeing how they work and their attitude and their approach towards certain things. Uh, not even just like on the basketball court, but like how you conduct yourself and how you talk to others and, you know, like stuff like that, just being professional. I think that's what uh, I was messing with the most about Orangeville. And I think, for me to get to Orangeville from Campion was just more of like a bounce thing because mm-hmm. Tony ran it and and then Larry was my AAU coach and then he ended up being a head coach at that school. So it wasn't really too much of a transition for me to make where I was like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's dope. Um, I think the most interesting part about that is the fact that you talk about having exposure to guys like Jamal Murray and, and Malik Newman's Don Maker. So like you see like, okay, this is the level I want to get to and this is what I have to do. So like that, that's, that's amazing in itself. Um, and you, you made the bio still game like three years in a row. So like, obviously playing with these guys had like a big am- impact on you. Is there like, do they like, um, do the older guys from like the bounces and like Orangeville prep, do they like mentor you guys or like, how does that work? Uh, I knew Thon before, before I even got to high school. So like, that was always big bro to me. So even like till this day, I can ask him questions and, you know, just pick his brain. Like I can, I know I can go to Thon about anything just because I built that relationship with him like over time. So, um, but honestly speaking though, what I can, what I can say is that nah, like it's not no, it's really not no mentors like that at all. Like each other. So you just gotta get it on your own and just yeah learn that way. That makes sense. So like, um, you're not only obviously good on the basketball court, you're a good student. Um, talk about how did you how did you balance time to study and, and time to work on your game? Because like usually guys either go extreme in one one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school, I won't even lie to you. I was I was all basketball like for the most part. It was like I'll say sixty five percent basketball, and, like the rest of school. Mm-hmm. So uh, me just being naturally smart and just having like God being on my side and fortunate, like I found, I, I ended up qualifying for division one, but mm-hmm. uh, when I got to university, uh, like you can't, you really can't cheat it. Like you can't go around it. So mm-hmm. uh, me, I, I had to, I had to like step out of my comfort zone and like be able to like ask for help from tutors and my advisors and stuff like that. And it's not like people don't want to help you. You, you just yeah. really got to know, you just got to like let them know that you need the help and you'll get it. Yeah. And I don't think that for any student athlete, no matter what you're, no matter what sport you're playing or what it, what it is you have to do, it's not really no reason why you don't like get your work done or mm-hmm. at least at, at like a good level because you have all the resources and outlets that you need to succeed. 
So like, um, talk about like AAU now. Like you played for like probably to date, probably the best AAU team program in like the past maybe ten years. Um, what was it like playing for Coach Tony and like just being a part of like a program like that? Uh, that team in grade eight, the one that you're talking about, yeah, that team was that, te- that team was a real deal. But uh, I think I think my AAU experience is unique. Just my basketball experience is unique, just because I've been in situations where I was that guy and I was allowed to take 40 shots a game or 30 shots a game, or whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. I was also a role player, and I was also mm-hmm. like one of those guys that we would just ride the bench all like throughout the whole game and get like two to three minutes. So I think that my experience is different, and it helped me for like situations like now because. It just, like basketball is a business. I mean, yo, that that's that's good that you touch on that. Like a lot of people have different relationships with their coaches. Um, some people attribute it to politics, business. Some people attribute it to skill, whatever the case may be. Yeah. We know that this game of basketball has politics and everything. And like, and if you don't have a good relationship with your coach or whatever, whoever that may be, it's going to be hard to get playing time. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's a talent issue. Sometimes it's an attitude. So like, uh, when you got to university, talk about how you took those experiences. Like, obviously, you have to work on your game because everyone's good at that level. Right. Talk about how you use that experience to, like, build a relationship with your coach. Because this year you were all-team, like, first-team uh, freshman for, for MAC, the yeah. MAC conference. So, obviously, you must have a good relationship with your coach. Yeah. Uh, my first year, I registered, and uh, – it was something. It wasn't something that was like me not being good enough. It was just the talent load that we had in my first year mm-hmm. was was gonna be a situation where I would either play ten minutes a game, yeah, and have to earn it, earn it upward from then, or I could just like get myself mentally ready and physically ready to like be like a consistent threat, like my first year. Mm-hmm. So I took it upon myself and I told the coaches that like I wanted to work on my game and I, I. I noticed the fact that I wasn't as good as I thought I was prior to the mm. fact of me getting to university. So I think me doing that and then going out of my way to show them that I'm working on and off the court, because academics is something that they take super serious, like that coaches take super serious. Mm. So uh, me just showing that I can do that on a consistent basis um, and go, overcoming like the adversity that I was facing when I just got to Cal College, because like, the first year, your first semester is always like the worst, the worst semester that you'll ever have. Like, yeah. If you're just, if you're just like a regular, if you're not no five star or nothing, like the first yeah. semester is just the worst, is the worst experience that you're going to face. But mm-hmm. I think me showing them that I could overcome that and just produce at a high level in practice and, you know, being consistent in the weight room and stuff like that. I think that's what helped me build a good relationship for them to trust me. And this year it paid off just because, uh, you know, I was just, I kept the same mindset. And even if I didn't start, uh, I just had the same mindset of being a starter and, and being somebody that the newcomers and guys that were below me would look up to. And, and I would try to lead by example that way. Bro, I, I respect that so much. Cause like so many like young guys are entitled. They think like, um, because I'm I'm who I'm who I am like or maybe I'm a top kid in the country or whatever the case may be. Yeah, like all that, that that all goes out the window as soon as you step foot on that campus, bro. Or as, as soon as you as soon as you sign that that letter of, of in, intent, that it's mm-hmm. all out the window. Like 
when you go to your school, nobody really cares about what you did in high school because yeah. everybody everybody was good in high school. So it's yeah. like whatever you did, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's that's dope, man. Um, so Jay Stack, I was touching on a good thing, uh, a good thing as well. He said that uh, he always recruits kids with like higher G, uh, SAT scores because it shows their discipline. And obviously like here you talk about like you being dis- disciplined on and off the court. It's a good example for, for kids to understand like what it takes. So um, what do you think is like the next thing for you? Like the next step for you to like, obviously you aspire to get to the NBA or Europe, whatever the case may be like to become yeah. a pro, like what do you think you need to do to like take your game to the next level? Um, consistency, consistency, to be honest with you, like, I think that's still something that I've, like, I have to deal with and being home on my own with like nobody to look after me and stuff like that. Like, it's like the most important time to like, you know, like be in your bag for real. Hmm. It's not like anybody's watching you or anybody's going to try to force you to do nothing because like we're all home, we're all chilling. So Hmm. I think just being able to be consistent um, and not being comfortable because like what I noticed is like I'll be working out like time and time and time and time for like X amount of time. And then when I start to see the results of my like play, when I, when I feel, when I feel like I'm getting better is like when I feel like I'll just like cruise and just, you know, yeah. Just start, just continue to hoop and, and relax on the workouts. But just being consistent in my workouts and having the same approach at the college level is something that like, I think that I would need to do to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. So talk about environment like obviously being home there's a lot of distractions um obviously social media is crazy obviously there's a pandemic right now so you can't really do much but um like in order for you to take yourself to the next level would you say you have to like like spend a summer maybe maybe you have to sacrifice some summers and stay at school or or do you think you could get it done at home um, honestly, I think I can get it done at home just because there's a lot of outlets. Like the same way there's a lot of distractions that, that can hinder me from like getting to where I want to be. There's also a lot of outlets in the city and it's anywhere like in Brampton or Mississauga or downtown or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of outlets that can allow me to take my game to the next level. And it's not mm-hmm. like these guys are just regular guys or guys that like work with NBA players and guys at the next level, just like my coaches do at school. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes for me personally, I feel like sometimes just being able to be away from school and be in my own zone, just working out and blacking out by myself is something that I think that I need just to go back and like be in my killer mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, friends obviously play a big role as well. And a lot of your friends are like top, top basketball players. Um yeah. How has your friend group played a role in your development and, and maybe setting goals for yourself? Like, how, how have they played a, a role? Um, I've really had, like, the same core group of friends for, like, ever, for real. So uh, just just us being in the same circle and going to the same places all the time and seeing each other prosper, I think the best thing about my friend group is that uh, like there's not a lot of envy. Like we all we are, we're all happy for each other. Like equally, no matter if that means I go Euro and my other bird goes league or whatever the case may be. And I think that's something that's crucial because just being in the ends alone is just you deal with a lot of 
criticism, a lot of jealousy, a lot of envy, and there's yeah. a lot of fake loves, you know? Like, so yeah. it's, it was a, it was really a certain a certain time where, like, I really didn't know who was rocking with me when I was getting, like, a lot of attention throughout high school just because I didn't know if man's wanted to be my friend just because I was, like, the man or they thought I had, like, some type of benefit to them or whatever. But I think the best thing that my friends, about my friends, is that, like, we're all just happy for each other and we all want to see each other prosper. 100%. And, and also, they pushed me to do things outside of basketball, too, like, such as music, you know? So I think just to have friends that are well-rounded to push you to other things and not just basketball, to take to like take your mind off basketball sometimes because I think mm -hmm. that everybody needs that. Yeah, no, that that makes sense, bro. Like, that's 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 dope. Um, so, like, you've always been a pretty like outspoken guy, and just always keeping telling the truth. So, how do you? How does your? How did you develop that 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 mindset? And obviously, sometimes it could be a hindrance in in people's career, but for you, it's been like pretty good because you're not only. Um, go with being outspoken, but also being real with yourself. So how did you yeah. develop the ability to like critique yourself and, and know right from wrong in that sense? Uh, like as a player? Yeah, as a player and as like, as a, and, and as a person, cause like obviously yeah. as Hoopers, we, we, we may go through a lot of adversity, a lot of politics, there's a lot of stuff behind yeah. the scenes that people don't see. And you've done a great job of navigating that. So how did that, how did you do that? Um, I think the most important part of that is just, I feel like no one's going to understand what it takes for like those type of adversities until you're in a situation where you're not the guy or you're not like a marquee player. You're just not, you're just not a necessity to the team. Like if you're just a number on the team and you have to force yourself to find a way, I think that's what's going to make or break you. Mm -hmm. And then, um, those are the situations where you can be honest with yourself because you can look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, like, why am I not playing or why is the coach not messing with me? Or like, what is it that I'm not doing? Like any, any type of those questions, bro. Like if you're at the back or you're in the bottom, those are the questions that you have to, like you, you have to force you to ask those questions to yourself. Mm -hmm. So, and I think as a person, uh, just growing up and seeing people that were hoopers and, you know, made the wrong decisions, it's like everywhere yeah, the yeah. Hood, everywhere's the hood now. So it's like it's not like you can run from it or not see it or not not yeah. even be a part of it. Like, you know, like by association you're you'll always be a part of it, but it's it's a matter of like how you how you conduct yourself and, and choosing when to be with those people and when to leave your house and where to go and when to go to wherever you wanna go at it's it's really just those type of things for real. Mm -hmm. So who was like the best player you played against in like really push you to take yourself to another level. Uh, mm. I think the best player that I've seen personally, um, the best player that I've seen personally play in high school was Malik Newman. Mm -hmm. Wow. And he had, I, I didn't play because this is my first year, but just being able to sit on the bench and watch him was like, it was a point in time where he was doing some shit, bro. And I was, I was really just cheering for him myself. Just cause <laughs> I really never seen nobody like act like that, bro. I never really yeah. seen nobody like pull on people like that. And that really made me want to take my like offensive game to like the next level. That's when I started like working on my jumper, my hezzy, like my, just working on my back for real. He's yeah. the one that year, just seeing him, I'll say him, Dennis Smith, Josh Jackson, 
uh, Miles Bridges, Omari Spellman, Sheck mm-hmm. Diallo. Wow. Man, it was a lot of heads that year. Ant- Antonio Blakeney, Chris Likes. Man, it was so many people that year, bro. But just seeing those, just seeing people of those, of that caliber, and and knowing knowing and really believing in yourself that you you have the potential to do those things that they're doing, it just drove me to to want to be that. But somebody that really bust my ass, I'll say Cole Anthony. Even though he really didn't bust my ass, but like we went at it, but he's nice. Yeah, yeah, he's like that. He's like that for sure. And it's crazy because, like, aside from Cole Anthony, obviously, like, the guys you named, obviously, they're talented, but, like, in the league, like, they're role players. Like, they're legit NBA players. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like these guys just bummed. Actually, what I will say, somebody that wanted me to be better, though, is Jamal. Because Jamal Jamal's one person that used to single-handedly just bust my ass whenever he got, like, cracked it. (laughs) Yeah, Jamal Jamal used to be mad. I don't even know. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I never really, I never really played no defense until I went to the OP and so I had to had to guard him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's crazy. I mean, he's like what top ten pick or something like that. So that's a pick. That's some that's some real experience for you, bro. That's crazy, bro. Ah man. So what are you gonna do for like the rest of your break while you're home? You just gonna spend time with family or uh, spend time with my family? Uh, I've been seeing my girl here and there, but like obviously I can't be you know too too with her just because of the de- the pandemic stuff but yeah really just spend time with my family and and also just enjoy my own company just enjoy being home for real mm-hmm. bro if you could give like the next generation or anyone who wants to follow in your footsteps if you could give them three pieces of advice what would it be uh don't get social media your coaches really don't care about you as much as they say and work on your game. All right. Well, why do you, why do you say that about the coaches part? It's a business fam. Like any, any coach can tell you anything that you want to hear to try to get them for you to mm-hmm. try to get them to, to come to the school. But at the end of the day, you, you, you never know what the coaches are saying in their meetings behind closed doors or, mm-hmm. you know, like, and on top of that, you can have they can initially say something and even if they do mean it it doesn't mean that it's guaranteed happened, yeah you still got to earn it so i feel like just by going off of what coaches tell you or even what your friends tell you and, and people just telling you what you need to hear sometimes it's good but for the most part i believe that it's not because it just causes a lot of people to get complacent and and, and just stagnant and not you know want to get better they feel like they already made it mm-hmm. and i think that also aligns with like social media because I was in I was at the I was in the era where if, if social media was popping like how it was now back then then all bro me and all my boys would have like a hundred thousand followers and you know whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like seeing that and and seeing all of the love that some people get knowing myself that they're not as good as they they could be and just they feed off of what people are saying and they're they're just letting the hype get to them I think that's it's so toxic, bro. And mm-hmm. them being young is not something that makes it any better because it's not one. It's like they're living like celebrities already, and they're not mm-hmm. getting the chance to like be a kid, like be a regular kid. And two is just feeding their ear, and it can come across as being arrogant or cocky or whatever the case may be. So yeah, I think that 
social media is a good thing for sure, just because you know it's a chance, it's a it's a it's a, play, it's a way to like showcase what you can do. But mm-hmm. I think also you have to keep yourself intact because it's a, it's it's real easy to lose yourself just by yeah. looking down on on feeds and stuff like that and seeing seeing and just seeing things for real. So with that said, I got two questions. How do you like? navigate the social media things because like especially obviously you're a d1 hooper like yeah um you said like people at your school don't really care or whatever you did in high school but people yeah. back home still look at you like oh like no you're the guy so how do you navigate those distractions and when it comes to trust and like you speaking on coaches and stuff what went into you picking toledo and, and trusting the coaching staff over there uh i'll start with what made me go to toledo basically they were one of the first schools that recruited me and throughout the process I was getting like a lot of high majors but uh in my grade 11 year when I had gotten sick I had missed like about three quarters of the season so that really just slowed up the whole process of you know me and they're the only school of however many offers I had that were just being consistent and just checking up on me and even to that they never told me that I was going to be like the best player or I was going to get 40 minutes or anything mm-hmm. like that. They told me that you have, to, they told me I had the potential to be good, but they also said that I had to come in and earn it just because mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, there's guys that, that want the same spot that I want. So uh, just, just appreciating the honesty. And then the assistant coach, Jeff Massey, uh, that's like my second pops over there. So, you know, I was able, I'm able to go to his house and his mom, his, his wife will cook for me and I'm cool with his kids and, stuff like that. So I think just the relationship that I gained with him throughout the, the, the whole process of recruiting is what separated Toledo from everybody else. But um, in terms of social media, I don't even have Twitter no more just because of the same reasons. I didn't, I, I used to look at Twitter and, and see things and I used to just find myself comparing myself to a lot of other people and mm-hmm. You know, I just found myself doubting my game or just questioning it if I was good enough to to do certain things. And even though I know that I'm good enough, it, it just it just was it was too much for me to like just go back and forth between you know thinking about that kind of stuff. So right now I don't have no Twitter. During the season I didn't have Instagram and Snapchat. I really just use just to talk to certain people. Bro, but, that's dope to be mature enough to make that decision. Cause yo. Like we have people getting like um, depressed and like mental health is such a big. Uh, like people really, people really do like lose their mind over social media, yeah. bro. Oh, Leah, yo, thanks for coming on, bro. Um, I'm gonna stay in touch. I'm gonna hit you up and make sure we we stay connected, bro. That was episode two of the Free Game Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Cam Mears. You can find us at the Free Game Podcast on Apple Music and on YouTube. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Free Game Podcast. Thanks again.